Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, welcome back to the Sports Ethos Brooklyn Nets podcast, hosted today by Anthony. And I'm joined by Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the real Joe Farrow. Uh, it's no the, the Joe Farrow. I'm the, not the real one. I'm not the real one. The real Joe Farrow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no Cody today. He's he's locking off. He has a job, like the nerve of him. But we're gonna talk about uh the Portland Trailblazers game. The Nets had a, a four game Western Coast road trip. And Joe, before the road trip, would you have taken two and two looking at the games on the on the schedule? Uh I would have, especially with the way that the team looked leading up to it. Um, just because the style of basketball that we were playing and were winning with was not sustainable. And Ben Simmons was not looking great slash was injured, but that all seemed to turn around. Yeah. So uh, all things considered, a lot of hot teams they were playing going to this road trip minus the Lakers. Well, I would say the Clippers are hot, but we knew they had PG. They're a good team. The Kings and Blazers, they've been playing great basketball. Nets lost the game. You thought they'd win. And they went two and two in the road trip. All things considered, we'll take it. Would have liked the three and one. Would have liked not giving up 103 points to the Sacramento Kings. Brutal. Uh, you know, we'll we'll take what we can get. So real quick, what are you? Real quick, what were your thoughts on that Kings game? Because you weren't with us for to recap that one. <laughs> so I had a long week at work, and I was so tired. I stayed at work late, and I was like, "Hey, I'm watching that game. They don't play in the West Coast that often. It's whatever. Like, I'll I'll stick it. I'll power through it. A halftime, I slam the laptop shut. I was like, I'm going to bed." <laughs> I don't blame you. One done that. I was like, not worth me staying up to like 12 30, 1 o'clock in the morning to see the Nets get up 150, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree. The only reason I watched that full game was because I was pulling out for Kevin Durant to hit 1 3 for me to make $900 that night, and it did not happen. And I That's just had to crazy. sit there. And, I had to sit there and be miserable and watch the Nets give up 153 points while Kevin Durant did not hit 1 3. Yeah, that, that's pretty brutal. I'd be, I'd be double mad if I was you. So I guess my <laughs> a little better than that. It was um, a miserable night. Yeah. So uh, yeah, did you watch the Blazers game last night? I did. It was a it was a really fun game. I mean, I tuned in after halftime because I was watching the end of the Packers Titans game. But the second half, man, they the Nets turned it up. They were down at half. It was very close, contested game all the way through. Nets were down by like ten at one point came all the way back Ben Simmons looked absolutely incredible coming off of a very good game in Sacramento where he was the lone highlight only good takeaway from that game is that he got in double figures for the first time all season he started to slowly look more aggressive and then he used that game went into Portland and just dominated in all facets of the game it was awesome to see really good game uh Royce O'Neal obviously securing the tip in off the KD miss for the win uh, and securing a triple-double for him, along with Yuta Watanabe having 20 points, and now after that showing he's leading the NBA in three-point percentage. Just awesome showing all around for an obviously understaffed and slowly improving Nets team. Yes, I think the, 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 for the whole roster as a whole, a lot of the guys are work in progress, between Joe, between Seth, between Yuta, like we didn't know who we were going to get from him. 
between like everyone outside of KD, really, like Ben Simmons. Like we really didn't know. And the stuff with Ben Simmons has been getting pretty bad, considering he's like almost barely a role player before some of these last few games. And mm-hmm. looks like he finally got his like legs under him. I feel like that's the, he looked the most engaged yesterday. Like obviously the 15 points, six or six in the field, like you said, 11 rebounds, seven assists. Like in the most important part, he looked engaged. I think that's like aside from all the stats, like yeah, they're great. He looked like he was involved in the game. Like, yeah, this, like, I know it's not a big deal, but at the end of the game when the Nets were, like, like kind of, like, the game was in, in uh, jeopardy, he, like, had, he almost got, like, st- the ball stolen from him in the backcourt. He kind of made a nice, like, little behind the back, like, between his legs type of move to keep the possession alive because a lot of people might have turned that ball over. And he kept the possession alive. It looked engaged, and it was really good for the Nets. And obviously, you can't really play him and Claxton together. I think that problem gets solved if the Nets get a stretch five and just move Claxton to the bench because I think Absolutely. ideally you start – Ben Simmons because he's the guy you're paying all that money to and he has the higher ceiling but all things considered they really are getting some good lineups I think Jock Vaughn cutting the rotation a little bit is helped out tremendously I think some of the guys that Katie somewhat quote-unquote called out played really well yesterday besides Edmund Sumner but the rest of the guys played really well like Kurt I know like Joe like Ben um Yuta even though he didn't mention Yuta Yuta played really well like he said 20 points I think the Nets, like, are starting to carve out a rotation. I don't know if that – that's my biggest takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, a couple things to take away from that. You weren't with us for the last episode, obviously. So, I went into – we went into, like, how the Nets are utilizing Ben Simmons. And in the last couple of games, he had – like, in the previous games before Sacramento and before uh, Portland, he went he, – Ben was being used in more of, like, a role – more as, like, a four, not as a – like primary ball handler and he was finding some success uh but now the last two games he was using more of a hybrid role like he was he was doing his usual point guard duties but then once he would make that initial pass he would go into that dunker spot role um and he he's looked very good and very effective uh switching it up and the big thing for ben i think teams try our first team to try it the portland trailblazers they tried a hack a ben scenario and they started that with four minutes left in the game. And Ben, he got to the line twice. He knocked down three of four. That is huge if he can do that. Um, on top of that, the Nets in that game against Portland, they had like zero small guard play. Like nobody that was that's like a smaller guard on our team showed up. Cam, he played like four minutes early on, and he looked god-awful. So Jacques Vaughn yanked him for the rest of the game. Seth Curry didn't have that great of a game. Uh, Edmund Sumner obviously was putrid, but, uh, Joe Harris stepped up after having a really, really bad showing in Sacramento, which it was easily his worst game of the year. And that's saying something he went four or four from deep. And he was like early on, he was looking for any reason to let it fly. He was, and he was on fire to start off. Um, Royce O'Neal, obviously triple double big game. Yuta really stepped up. Kevin Durant, he got a really boneheaded play at the end of the game where he fouled Yusuf Nurkic to allow them to tie it with like seven seconds left uh but it it was a really really solid showing and i said this on the last episode and i said the nets are gonna go as ben simmons goes and we aren't we don't know if that's a good or a bad thing yet <laughs> so what are your thoughts on like kind of that that uh scenario where like because we as we were talking about what role ben simmons is being used in and how effective he's going to be i said the nets are really going to go as ben simmons goes because you need him to be that third star that's why he's here he's making all that money for a reason uh what do you think about that i think so too i think like when you first constructed this roster like 
when you when trade for James Harden, I think the mindset of the team's roster construction was we're going to go all in on these three stars and it's going to be all vet minimum guys for the most part, maybe besides Joe. And we're just going to have to fill in the roster with like whatever. And I think like, obviously we traded James and we got Simmons here. It's still kind of like a similar roster construction. Like, yeah, we did take back Curry and Drummond in that deal. So we did get a three for one, but Drummond's obviously not here anymore. So largely enough, this roster is made up of like the three, we go as far as the three stars go. And I think the other big three was like, largely just, we're going to out talent you where this big three on paper is a better fit. Like, we know Katie and Kyrie are the scorers. Ben's the guy to facilitate. In a perfect world, that's what you do. That wasn't happening at the beginning of the year when Kyrie wasn't playing because Ben wasn't up to speed. Like, he was been out of basketball for a year. It just wasn't happening. If he can get his legs under him and be of the Ben Simmons of old, because you look up some 76ers highlights, he was a good player. He wasn't always this guy. You don't get $35 million in the NBA for being what he was doing. I think he has the capability. It's a confidence thing. It's a getting your legs under your feet thing. If he can get going... And it's going to be crucial that he does in the next few weeks because I think the Nets really do have a timeline of like the trade deadline to decide, decide if they're going to go all in or all out. Because I think they do kind of have to go in all or out one way or another. I think he is the the X factor that we've been talking about. Yeah, Kyrie back in the court. We know what Kyrie is. We know what Kyrie can do. It's going to be Ben. He's the guy that can elevate everyone else, facilitate, take the pressure off the big the, like the, the other two guys. Like, he's the one that can get those guys open looks. If he's driving and then kicking out, there's three-point shooters or, like, two of the best isolation scores we have in this league. That's how that's the Nets' offense, bread and butter. And they can actually run set plays now that they have, like, somewhat of a formidable coach better than Steve Nash, who was just Katie Kyrie isolation. Like, this is, like, the perfect scenario. We get TJ Warren back in, like, a week or two. The mm-hmm. roster's going to be filled out. There's going to be depth on the roster. You can go like 10 guys deep if you really want to. Like, if someone doesn't have it, you cut their minutes that night and just swap it all out. Like, that's what they can do. They have, like, there's a lot of guys, like almost every guy on this roster right now, aside from a few, can legit play minutes. Like, if you just look at the starting lineup, you have Katie, Kyrie, Ben, Claxton, you have Joe Harris, you have Yuta Watanabe, you have Seth Curry, you have Cam Thomas, you have Reggie TJ Warren, you have Edmund Sumner. You have a lot of guys that can play. Even Kessler Edwards and David Duke have shown you what they can do. Not the biggest Dayron Sharp guy, no disrespect to the guy, but probably outside of him, everybody on this roster can kind of ball. Yeah, and that exactly. Really make make a, make a run at this, and then maybe if like they go all in, get a stretch five, and this roster can compete with the Celtics and the Bucks and the Sixers. I don't know if they're better than them, but I like their chances. Like I'm not saying like they'll win, but they can at least. I think the goal is to get into that like upper tier, get a top four seed. I think that the one and two seed is a little unrealistic at this point. They could slide into three or four if they really start like getting their shit together. Yeah, and I mean, you're sitting right now at seven and nine after going two and two on the on the road trip, and Ben Simmons is finally getting his legs under him. At least it seems like that. Hopefully, he can continue to build off that. You're having guys like Yuta Watanabe step up. Royce O'Neal has been has been up and down this year, but he's he also seems to be finding his footing. Joe Harris keeps working in. Uh, TJ Warren is on the way back and not to mention we get Kyrie Irving back on Sunday the reports are he's gone above and beyond to satisfy the organization's needs and also to better himself let's hope that all of the drama surrounding Kyrie Irving is behind him Ben Simmons starts to look like his old self back like 2019 all NBA third team all top three DPOY guy like, and we're not even expecting that. We're expecting like 80, 85% of that. And even if he can get to that, this team is going to be good, man. Like they're going to be really good. And like, we went into it in terms of like the stretch five aspect last episode, 
there there was a report that came out about how like the Clippers had interest in a guy like Miles Turner, right? And obviously he's been linked to Nets and Nets fans forever. But apparently the asking price on him it was literally only like Terrence Mann and Nick Batum. But like if you throw set just in theory, you throw Joe Harris, Dayron Sharp, and a first round pick to the to the Pacers. I feel like that's a better offer than Terrence Mann and Nick Batum, no? Like yeah, I would agree. And that, and that would that would like basically solidify all the Nets' needs if you have a healthy TJ Warren to come back and replace Joe's minutes if because like he's necessary to match the salary there, uh, it, it would make perfect sense I think, and it would solve the majority of the Nets' issues. Or even if it's not Miles Turner in particular, a guy of that caliber playing alongside like PJ Washington personally, but PJ Washington would also be great. But I'm just saying a guy like that, like. And if it's if that's the asking price on a guy of the caliber of Miles Turner, you go out and you make that move. What because it, you have, would you interested in? Let's say, like obviously the sacrifice Joe Harrison situation. It's rumored that the Hawks are looking to move John Collins. Would that I mean, be something interested in? We were linked to him at one point in the off season. Remember that? Like that was like it was like right as free uh, the off season was about to start up, and it's like okay, the Nets are linked to John Collins, and then the next day Kevin Durant. Rec- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. a trade like it was i wonder if it, what happens uh if like there was no trade request i feel like a lot of the nets offseason plans were like obviously taken to hit after that trade request yeah big time i i don't know i feel like things could have went a different way there have been more guys here i think the nets would definitely at least have a stretch drive of some caliber the beat yeah. i guess the nets are waiting for that december 15th date at the minimum to try to get someone in here so at least another month I don't know Probably. if really can afford to that long. It's really like, it's clear Ben and Claxton cannot show the court together. It's yeah. almost like... like and I mean, out. and they, they played together in some stretches last night. And like, they didn't it's look It's not bad. ideal though. I think it's, it's not, it's definitely not ideal. They can at points, if you need to match for size, and you need some more shot, like ball handling on the floor, this, that, and the other. But like, you don't want to be playing them on the court together for 30 minutes a night. You can't. I it's just, just not. I, I just don't even think Clocks. I think, like you said, like if you get a stretch five here. I think Clocks and sliding to the bench makes more sense. He's not really a guy that guards bigs like that anyway. So I don't think yeah. like you're really forfeiting a lot there. I think a stretch five, like we said, like that can guard a little bit, is just what the Nets need. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I could not agree more. That's it's it's very much up in the air still with the Nets, but. After these, la- after the last game and the news about Kyrie coming back and the last two games watching how Ben has performed, KD obviously is going to be KD. And you look at the other guys who are finding their footing with, and also with TJ Warren on the way back. 
this team could be turning a real corner real soon. They're two games under 500. We've seen teams start out worse and go on runs. I mean, the Celtics were what? They were like 22 and they were like, they were, they had a bad record halfway through the year last year. No, I'm they not turned not. it up. They turned it up and they went on a finals run. So, yeah. So, like, we've, honestly, we've seen know. crazier things happen. I, I want the Nets to, at this point, my small, small term goal is get out of the play in and get into like that, like, one through six range, ideally top four seed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. That's um, that's always the goal to secure home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. No doubt. You don't want home court advantage in a play-in game again. Like that's not at all what you. That want. was a little gross. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, overall, I think that like we'll transition this. I think that it was a great game. But we didn't even mention Royce O'Neal actually. Royce O'Neal with the, the tip in to win it. Like we said, shout out him. His first career triple double. 11, 11, 11, I think. Yep, 11-11-11, with Shout 11 coming Royce. back next game. <laughs> took, a, took a lot of flack for us trading a first-round pick, considering the timing of it. it was like, I, Almost simultaneously from the KD trade request. Not fair yeah. to him, obviously, in a win-now mode. Some people still think it's a lot. Not as bad, considering like you're a contender on paper. But shout-out Royce. He's been doing a lot of little things. His three-point shot's a little better than I expected. Sometimes he's had some questionable shot selection. I'm glad he went for the tip in this time instead of unlike last time when KD missed that free throw, he actually put the ball up. Some shout out Royce for that. Um, but yeah, overall, any other takes you have from yesterday's game before we look at the outlook of like the next few games? Uh, no, I think I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just very excited after that Blazers game. The team fought hard, man, and it it seems like a lot of the pieces might be starting to fall into place for us after it looked very bleak. Yeah, it was looking really bad post-Sacramento. It's just be picked up by that last game, leave the road trip, six-hour flight home. It, it's, it goes a long way for this team. They, they definitely need sure. that. They're getting Kyrie back Sunday against a really good Memphis team. They have a tough stretch coming up. Um, Memphis without Desmond Bain, by the way. But with Jaron Jackson, so. Yep, yeah. Yeah, then they have a, t- a tough week coming up. They have the Grizzlies Sunday. Big, big game Tuesday at Philadelphia with Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, I hope big he plays, man. He should play. Like He's, he's going to play. Yeah, he's gonna play. Yeah, he better. There's play. no, there's no reason for him not to. Kyrie, I mean, he's gonna have Kyrie back. He'll have the right supporting cast around him. There's a day. He has a day off in between games. He, yeah. he should play. He should play. Yeah. Then they got the Raptors on a back to back. So I don't know. They better not front load the back to back. I'd be really bad. They did that honestly, but I hope they front load the back to back. I need Ben Simmons. I want to play in the back to back. I'm saying, like, I want him to play the first oh, game, the second yeah. game. Yeah, like, I. Uh, Can you imagine Ben just throws a three to start the game. That would be amazing, and that's probably like plus forty nine thousand. It would get <laughs> Ben Simmons three first basket must be like plus eighty thousand. Can you? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. But let's get back to the reality. Next got Memphis <laughs> Sunday. They got the Sixers Tuesday, and then they wrap up the week at the Raptors Wednesday, and they get the pace. They got then a three game stretch of the Pacers. They get the Blazers again. Are good and the Magic. So they got a, I think in this, they got a lot of young. Besides like Philly, they got a lot of young, gritty teams. They got, they got to go two, they got to go two and one the next three, ideally. Yep. Um, they can't just keep forfeiting games, saying, "Oh, they should just win one of these." Like they got to start beat. They're, they're a good team. If they're going to be a good team, they need to beat good teams. I'm not yep. saying sweep everyone and go through like a ten game winning streak would be nice, but yeah, like in these stretches, games. in these stretches, you got to go above five hundred for the week, especially where we are right now. Exactly. Uh, Memphis is a big one. The NBA Memphis, since I think Cody, like we were talking about last time, it was, I think Cody tweeted, uh, Marcus Saul was still in the Grizzlies. Marcus Saul's currently not in the NBA. 
And he's been on the <laughs> Lakers since then. I think that's the only team he's been on since then. But yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I think all things considered, the Nets are due for a win against Memphis. I think they lost seven or eight in a row. I think it's their, definitely their longest active losing streak. So yes. we'll see if the Nets can actually uh, come out with some energy. It's Kyrie's first game back after missing the last seven. The, the Grizzlies are eight, playing eight today against the OKC. So they don't have a back-to-back. So they'll be uh, probably fully staffed minus Desmond Bain. They got Jaron Jackson back. They're a good young team. Should be interesting, you know. And Bain is for sure a Nets killer, so that's definitely going to help not having him. Yeah. Um, I, I do like – I think the atmosphere in Barclays is going to be a fun one uh, on on Sunday for sure with Ben's progression over the last two and Kyrie coming back. So, And it'll be interesting to see what Jock Vaughn decides to do with Kyrie coming back with in terms of the starting lineup. Like, do you want to keep Ben coming off the bench or do you want to bench Clax and put Yuta in that lineup? Like, I think I'll probably put Simmons in the bench against Memphis just because of Steven Adams. I don't think it's a really probably. good for Ben. Um, mm-hmm, probably. Yeah, then I'll bring Ben in once Adams hits the bench to go against the second unit. Does he come off the bench in Philly, though? That's probably another matchup where he might come off the bench just because Embiid. Like, I think the big center matchup is where, for now, just based on roster construction now, is when you do that. So, yeah, I mean, he held his own against Nurkic. I mean, you're but... not putting Simmons on Embiid, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Although, no doubt. it'll be a fun storyline. I think Simmons will get killed in that matchup. So, it doesn't. I don't think that would end yeah. as well. So. The dream is that Ben Simmons ends up dunking on Embiid in that game. Oh, that'd be funny as hell. No, <laughs> that be place, but the two teams you're playing without their star players, I say loosely because it's Harden. Yeah. Uh, many would argue Harden's the third best player in that team. <laughs> Maxi, many, many would at this point. Maxi's been incredible. He's awesome. Maxi, the two, they're probably Harris, the four. <laughs> Harris is in trade talks right now. Yeah. Uh, I see Aiden's name being thrown around. Jake Crowder. I'm seeing. Isn't Aiden not allowed to be traded this year, though? What? Aiden's not allowed to be traded this year, though, right? He could be. He could be. Well, after that December fifteenth thing. Yeah. There's someone said what? uh, So I thought I saw one trade. It was um, John Collins and Clint Capella for Aiden and Crowder, like trading people's problems. (laughs) The only problem is that Capella's an expiring, so I don't know if the Suns would go for that. I mean, the Suns would be winning in a landslide, but... <laughs> but yeah, but the only thing is Capel is on, is on the expire. I guess you try to resign him, but then you have Collins locked up because he just signed the extension. That deal can't happen anyway because, like you said, Aiden, the 15th, and Collins also signed this year, so he'd be the 15th as well. So, yeah, so that yeah. trade's going through on December 16th. Got it. I know. I, I, it's not <laughs> one of those things where it's like everyone's going to just start on the 15th, but like... Yeah. I, but it's like it's... Like, you could start looking at more possibilities on the 15th. For sure. I'd be shocked if you saw anything before then. That's usually how it goes. I would mm-hmm. say closer to like the count, the, the the New Year's where we'll probably really see a big flurry, and then obviously the trade deadlines when it really picks up. But yeah, that, I mean, like, but, I mean, but, like even like when Harden wanted out before the season even started, yeah, like he yeah. that trade didn't happen until what was it? It was like January thirteenth or something like that. Yeah, I think that based. I mean, what down to the trade deadline? Oh Harden yeah, so trade. February. It was February. Yeah, yeah. Harden was trade on the deadline. Yeah, he was. He started the bullshit around January. Well, no, 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 I was saying out of Houston, out of Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston, yes, 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 yes. Because he wanted out, like, before the season even started, and he still didn't get traded until, like, January. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a January trade. Yeah, that was. But the deadline, the deadline was for us. That was a weird year, though, because the season didn't start to the beginning of December because of the COVID. It was right after the bubble. Oh, that's right. Because the, the bubble ended late October, and the season started early December. Yeah, that's right. 
yeah, you are correct there. Yeah, that was a weird turnaround. But yeah, the Nets, uh, they'll probably be active the deadline. We said the stretch five. I think one way or another, I think the Nets from now until the deadline, or maybe like a little before that, I think they really need to see what they have. And if they, if they have to believe in this thing moving forward and add pieces to it, like a stretch five, maybe move Patty or something, like try to get like another, like make better roster construction. But all things considered, they have to make a decision. Because if they're not going to think they're going to win, if they're like, Five games under five hundred. It's clear it's not gonna work. I think you trade KD. That's the sad reality. But I think you try to recoup any value you can. Yeah, no doubt. And that that's how I see it. And I, honestly, I I don't think at this point we get young players. I say we just go the boatload of picks route. And like first team I'm calling is New Orleans. They got the Lakers picks. Those are a lot. And New Orleans has a surplus of picks. They have their own picks. They have Milwaukee's picks from Drew Holiday. They get like seven for. I think the Lakers gave up like. They probably sold like five or I think they probably like 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 including swaps of both of these. It was like six with the like left of the Lakers because the eighty trade was like two years ago. I'm pretty sure it was eight. And the New Orleans one was like with the with the uh, Milwaukee was probably like five or six for Drew left. So that's a lot. Yeah, of they got they, they got five they got five picks for Drew. It was three unprotected, two swaps, I believe. They have a lot of picks between the Bucks, their own, and the Lakers. Not, the most obviously the nicest ones are the Laker ones. It's looking like that's why that's why a lot of people were looking at the Pelicans for KD possibility. Yeah, but at that yeah. point, we were like, we want Ingram or Zion. And yeah. then maybe a pick or two. But now it's yeah. like, give us all the picks. And now you have KD, you have KD, Zion, McCollum, and Ingram. You probably yeah. have to end up forfeiting um, Valanchunas' salary and probably like a lot of the guys in the medium salary range. You probably get back yeah. a Herb Jones too. Nice little building piece. Yeah, for sure. Let's not talk about that. Let's let's let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's stay let's stay positive because yeah, right now that, it's that's it's just fun. one. So let's let's let's. That's more. That. that was more of a conversation for the uh, Sacramento pod. <laughs> Maybe they'll finally break the playoff streak, but we'll see. We'll see. I but, think they um, they look good. They really do. They got a lot of nice complimentary pieces around Fox. It's Sacramento, so I won't believe it till I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's all I really have. I think the Nets uh, have their work cut out for them the next week, but. It's going in the right direction. Kyrie's back. Let's see where it goes from there, I think. I completely agree. Anything else you want to add, Joe, before we wrap it up? I think we're all good. I thank you guys for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Brooklyn Nets podcast. We'll probably be back with you early next week after the Nets play their game against Memphis, probably a little before that Philly game, preview the Ben Simmons stuff. But thank you guys for listening. And once again, I'm Anthony and Joe. Probably believe you this next time. Thank you guys for listening again. And let's go Nets. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.